Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Keith. Welcome to the second episode of the Practice Heals audiobook. We will begin with Chapter 1. Let's begin. Fully living and unconditionally loving your life is simple, especially if you become a student of life, curious about what life wants to teach you. That's how I discovered what I call the practice. I became intrigued by life, and the more I studied it, the more intrigued I became. If you, too, became its student, you would likely come to the same conclusion. Living fully and loving your life every moment is simple. There can be no higher goal for any being than to live in a space of unconditional love, acceptance, peace, and compassion forever. It's the reason for life, the common purpose we all share, the reason we are. It's good news that it's that simple. But usually we don't think of life as simple. We've gotten into the unfortunate habit of trying to figure it out. We make life into a problem. We struggle with life, wrestle with it, as if it were an enemy. We expect things of it, and we find ourselves frequently disappointed. We complain that life is not fair. We even curse life. Rarely do we take the time to really look at what life is and what life isn't. When we study life, when we look at life through life's eye, we find a partner, not an enemy. But we are so busy reacting to life instead of looking closely. I've come to realize that life is our first, foremost, and eternal partner. It will always be with us. So why not learn to love it? Learn how it wants to be loved, just as you would a lover. When we see life as our eternal partner, and we begin to practice loving her, being honest with her, being truthful with ourselves, we will begin to love life unconditionally, no matter what. No matter what. When we stop reacting and struggling, life moves towards us as a guide. As you move more deeply into the practice, you will find it more and more simple to live fully and love life unconditionally. I didn't always believe this, but now I do. Now I know that life can be synonymous with peace. There is an inherent divine order to life that becomes visible and awe-inspiring. It brings us peace. This peace and unconditional love for our lives, no matter what, is available to each of us when we become ready to let go of the ingrained and habituated views about life that we've probably believed for most of our lives. Society, religions, institutions, and popular culture have put their opinions out there, and we've accepted them as true. Yet, they're only opinions, only particular views. They are not the whole truth about life. I've discovered that life has some eternal and infinite truths, not opinions, that serious students of life have come to realize. These truths are not new. Many spiritual masters have written about them, including Jesus, the Buddha, Muhammad, among others. But because life's truths do not fit with the ordinary opinions of the masses, they are not recognized as truths. Have you noticed, for example, that we really don't have a choice about life? We are of life, whether we want to be or not. This is a truth. We are just one of the many in a field of life that includes other people, animals, plants, minerals, galaxies, suns and moons, stars, mosquitoes, and lightning bugs. We were part of life before we came here in human form. We are a part of life now in all its manifestations. And when we die, we still will be a part of life in one form or another. You could say that we are life eternally. When you begin to open to these truths and let go of the ingrained opinions about life, including your own opinions, life itself will teach you. 
I think of it as getting out of your own way. When we get out of our own way, life becomes our teacher and we finally notice and appreciate life's amazing divinity and perfection. We will never understand life in its totality, yet we can, with practice, allow life to be the great master that teaches us eternally. If you do this, suddenly peace and love take up the space within you and joy becomes your companion. You cease struggling with life because now you've let go and become its student. Life responds by assisting you, guiding you, leading you. Since life is an eternal process, we can start where we are, let life guide us, and go from there. This is a choice we have in this moment, to begin to look at life and listen to it, rather than always fighting it. At some point, if we don't make the only choice we can make, life will make it for us. Our culture and religious systems have proposed that we are in control. But another truth I have learned is that life has all the choices. The idea that we have personal choice is an illusion, except on a very superficial level, as any student of life will come to recognize. I'll examine this idea more in the following chapters, but let's accept for now that we are not in control of life. As you delve deeper into the practice, you will come to realize, as I did, that life will dictate all your relative decisions. You decide only how you will experience them, leaving you with only the immaterial illusion of personal choice. While not having personal choice may sound like bad news, it helped me suddenly grasp and better understand my part in the field of life. Allowing life to decide, I've discovered, is really the better choice. As you grow in the practice, you too will recognize that you are of life and that life is moving and directing you as you get out of your own way. As you surrender to life, it will take you on a journey to your greatest and highest good. Will that mean life will always be good? Yes. Will you always understand why life is good? Absolutely not. Yet another truth about life that I've learned is that something that happens today, whether you like it or not, may have happened to actually heal something that took place 10 years ago or 10 lifetimes ago. Life is energy, after all, and energy is not limited by time and space. Or another possibility is that the situation, whether you label it as good or bad, may be preparing you, making you ready for something that will happen 10 minutes, 10 years, or 10 lifetimes from now. We get caught up in judging life's hiccups on a moment-to-moment basis. Life's funny or sad or troublesome moments confuse us and worry us. But judging moments is akin to holding the tail of an elephant and then proposing that the animal is small and skinny. We cannot begin to comprehend the complexity of life at its truest level by evaluating individual moments with our senses and passing judgment on them. Instead, we can begin to look at life through life's eye. The next chapter, we will begin to look at life this way. But here's an example of seeing through life's eye to set the stage. Suppose you are fired from a job in which you were poorly paid and overworked. Nonetheless, you believe you need this job. You depend on it, and you are devastated that you have been fired. Maybe being fired from a job has happened to you before, and now it's happening again. Maybe you have a history of being treated poorly, both in your work life and your personal life. Perhaps even your parents were abusive in some way. From life's viewpoint, being fired is life offering you another opportunity to grow in self-respect, worthiness, confidence, courage, and self-love. Suddenly, you have come to terms with what is eating you on the inside, which has appeared outside in the form of a firing. You view such a thing as terrible. 
Life doesn't see it that way. Life wonders, will she get it this time? Will she demand more respect? Or will she agree again to be underpaid and overworked? Will he learn this time to appreciate his own worth? Will he speak up on his own behalf? Will he develop courage? Life was delivering you from the tragedy of being underpaid, overworked, and mistreated. This is an example of how life sees such situations. Of course, you can always go on feeling abused without looking at the inner demon that is eating you alive. You can always accept another job in which you are underpaid, overworked, and mistreated. Yet, in its loving way, life will keep providing opportunities for us to learn. Circumstances happen to bring about the necessary changes that we ourselves are not bringing about. Life wants us to love ourselves and treat ourselves and others with respect. It wants us to be our highest, best, most courageous selves. You never know what else might eventually happen based on your firing. Perhaps 10 minutes, 10 months, 10 years, or 10 lifetimes from now, someone might suddenly get an insight or some necessary and good thing might take place that provides you or someone else with an opportunity to grow, to thrive, to learn, to love. Life's intention in the long run is not something we can know, but it's always for the best. That's the reason life would allow something like a firing. The practice will bring you more deeply into a space of truth, joy, acceptance, and unconditional love with all of life. You will move from opinion to truth, from hope to knowing, from confusion to deeper understanding, from fear to surrender, and from surrender to unconditional love, acceptance, and peace. With hearts open to love and minds willing to learn, let's journey deeper into the practice of living.